when it is written, it will not only take you to where you are supposed to go, it will keep you from going where you're not supposed to go. Five seven nine three success forces part two barbecue goals. Welcome to Brothers of the Word because brother, you need the word. And today we are continuing with the series simply called Success Forces. And I'll be dealing in this series just with things that cause us to have success. How many of you all want good success? I mean, you really want success. Success is not an accident. Neither is failure. Both of those things, they are deliberate. They have causes. The Bible says the curse does not causeless come. I believe that with every core of my being. I don't think anything in this universe is accidental. There are forces There are patterns that cause success just as there are forces and there are patterns that cause failure. And oftentimes what you will find is the stuff is repetitive. It's over and over and over and over. I've dealt with people all and what I find all through the years, folk who had problems 10 years ago, when they have made those changes, they got the same problem over and over. The same stuff be happening over and over and over and over. The same thing is true about success. They have success over and over and over again. There are forces that go along with both success and failure. And I want to take us to the level where we move more and more to the success side and we move further and further away from the failure side. And the first part of the success forces was setting specific goals. I gave you the example of the Harvard study where Harvard MBAs, when they went back and did analysis over the Harvard MBA classes and what they found, they found that those graduates, Harvard is the number one business school in the country, when they found that the graduates who had set goals, they earned twice what the graduates who did not set goals earned. But what they also found, they found that the 3% of graduates who set written and specific goals, who wrote them down, they earned 10 times what everybody else did. Now, it was a simple process, but it's not so simple because it's not that easy to do and it's not that easy to follow through. In Proverbs 21.5, the New King James Version, the Bible says this, the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. You got to have some plans. And then you have to be diligent with those plans. Plans are nothing but goals detailed out. So the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. Well, plenty of what? Whatever it is you want. And that's part of goals is even deciding what do you want. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. So today I'm going to talk about barbecue goals. And I know you're saying, I know what barbecue is, but what in the world 
a barbecue. And I got some barbecue stuff here. I'm going to give it away after church. Got some barbecue chips, some more barbecue chips. This is some barbecue sauce. For those of you who going to have some chicken wings today, you can take that and get you some barbecue. I'm just talking about barbecue goals today. And I'll get to you in a minute about what I mean by that. But goals are really important, and it's important for you to have those goals written down. I had an instance just even dealing with this message, and this message is helping me out a whole lot because I had several sets of life goals, and I had three particular goals, and I've even talked about them here in service, and I had three particular goals, and I couldn't remember one of them. And I was there scratching my head. I said, goal number two is to leave material in the earth that will continue to change lives for the better long after I've left the planet. Goal number three was to leave children in earth who shall do greater things in me. And I was there, I said, what was my first goal? Now, see, I'm telling you from experience. That's what I said. If you don't write this stuff down and keep it in front of you, it fades. So I'm saying, I've set these global big life goals for me for legacy, and I could not remember what the first one was. And I sat there for the longest trying to figure what was number one. So I went back to my phone because I knew I had written it down. I couldn't remember it. See, even if you write down your goals and you do not regularly review them, they just become stuck somewhere in a pad on paper or in your computer, and you never actualize them because you don't constantly see them. You have to keep this stuff. That's why I said the plans of the diligent. You have to be diligent with this stuff. Most of us got plans. Most of us got goals. Most of us set resolutions. But the problem is when you deal with New Year's resolutions, 95% of those things are gone in three months. So we've got the plans and the goals, but we're not diligent with them. And as a result, they never come to fruition. And I was sitting there priming. I couldn't even remember the thing. How many of y'all can even remember the New Year's goals that you set? much less having done them, but you have trouble even remembering what they were. If you don't write them down, and if you don't keep them in front of you, you will forget, and they will fade, and you will never get them accomplished and done. So I'm sitting here with my three goals, and I couldn't even remember the first one. So I'm going back through my notes to find them. Then I found something else. I found where God had spoken something about one of my sons. And he had told me, this is the power they will have, but tell no one until they begin to manifest the miracles. I said, I had forgotten that. And sometimes, if you don't write this stuff down, that's why I have to even write down what God speaks to me for two reasons. Number one, I either forget it, or number two, I get it mixed up. And you don't remember exactly what he spoke to you. So here I am struggling, trying to remember my own goals. And finally, when I looked it up, number one was change over a million lives for the better. The minute I said, that's it. But I could not remember it. So this series, just even the first two messages, is going to cause me to, number one, make sure I not only write out my goals and print them out, but I put them where I can constantly view them. That's why I had that thing printed up about judge not condemn not and forgive and I got that on my desk and I needed that just a few days ago somebody came into my office and they were just talking about just condemning somebody and I was about to agree with them until I looked over that thing judge not that ye not be judged condemn not that ye not be condemned when I went over and looked at it I just shut up but if I had not have had that sitting on my desk to remind me I would have gotten caught up because you know it's kind of feel good to condemn somebody else you know that helps you feel better about yourself really does so when I looked over and read that, it stopped me in my tracks and I shut up. 
If I did not have it in front of me, sitting on my desk, I would have forgotten it and would have gone away from the behavior that I needed to do. So it's critically important for you to understand not just a setting of the goals, but of writing them down specifically and placing them where you constantly see them so they do not fade and so you can get those things done. And you need goals. You know, suppose you all have a football team with 11 players on it and all of them are just enthusiastic. They're ready to play. They're in condition. They got all the plays down. But then someone took the goalpost away and there was no goalpost. What would happen to the game? If there was no goal post there would be no way to keep score and a lot of the players wouldn't even know where to run and where to go to often we're like that in our lives there is no goal post and we're just running around the field goals allow us to have a sense of direction to be able to know where we're going what we're supposed to do would you sit on a plane or a train and it didn't know where it was going no such it is with our own lives. And you know, just as I told you about my three life goals, I've got three global goals for my current life. Number one, I want to get and keep my body in photo muscle model shape. I'm headed for that right now. I want to get it in a photo muscle shape. That's one global goal that I have. Number two, steady two hours a day. Now that's on my other set of goals, but that steady two hours a day is something I have a hard time doing. So I'm writing all this stuff down and putting it in front. And number three is a personal goal that I can't tell that one in public. I'm just honest. It's a personal goal. And I'll give you the initials of it. You can figure out what it's M-A-F-F-R-R-P-W-M-W. So if you can figure out what that means, then you got it. But it's a personal goal. And some stuff is just personal. How many of you all have personal goals that you really don't even want anybody to know about? And you just got some personal goals. So you may have to just do like I, I'm going to write that down, but I'm only going to put the initials. That's going to be M-A-F-F-R-R-P-W-M-W. And nobody's going to know what that means but me. And God even spoke, he said, in relation to number three, I will honor that, but only to the letter of your request. That's why you got to be specific of exactly what is it you want. And when you write that thing down, when you are specific about it, it will help you get to that goal and it will keep you on track so you can make a touchdown or score the basket. But oftentimes we've got no basket, we've got no goal post, and we're just wandering aimlessly around the field of life. So the goals are critically important. The Harvard people are no smarter than you. But those who had the goals earned double or ten times those who did not. Just that one simple thing. So that's why these first three messages in this series is just going to be on setting the goals because it's so important for you to do. We come to church and we go and we shout and we praise and we go back the same way and we still have not changed anything that we want to do or what we want to get out of life. Now my goals, they go beyond this life. They're moving on into the afterlife and what I want to leave after I'm gone, but they still have to be specific. And if you're not specific, then you won't get them. Now, so what do you mean by barbecue goals? Basically, it's the acronym for barbecue, which is BBQ. And the three letters mean simply big, bite-sized, and quick. They have to do with, first of all, setting big goals, thinking big. And a big goal is your global goal of what you want out of life. I talked to you last week about the shirt that I often wear. I will live fully and vibrantly until the last 10 seconds. My goal is 116 years. That's a big goal. 
But for the big goal, you divide your big goal into what's called bite-sized goals. I've got a goal of getting my body in photo muscle shape. That's a big goal, but it needs to be divided up into bite-sized goals. Bite-sized goal, I have to go to the gym three times a week. I have to work out two times a week at home. So I got to work out five times a week to hit to that goal. And then I got to do this. I got to do that. 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 And when I got ready to get my goal, I joined up with somebody who was already headed there. First thing I did was ask my son, Josie's. Josie's has the best body in the house. I said, Josie's, I need to work out with you. I need to work out with somebody already headed there. Then I asked Ringo. So Ringo works out with me three times a week. Worked out with Ringo yesterday. Almost killed me. <laughs> but if you want to go to a level where you are not, you've got to do some stuff, and you've got to join with some people at another level. I was at the gym yesterday and we had some dumbbells. I said, Ringo, that's 55 pounds. Ringo said, you can do that 55 pounds. I said, I got 40 pounds. I can do it. He said, you can do that 55 pounds. I'll tell you what. He said, you work out with that 55 pounds. I got the 40 pounds as a backer. So if you can't do the 55, I got the 40 pounds right here. So I got them 55 pounds and I was struggling with them. He said, one more. Just do one more. One more. Just one. And after I did his, just one more after that. One more. But Ringo was working out with 75 pounds. And when I saw him with the 75 pounds, it just gave me some more energy to just even do more. Than what. Who you hang with makes a huge difference. So if you want to get a goal, get around somebody who's on their way to that goal. So I picked the best shape of my sons, and I picked the best shape of anybody I knew. So I got around the best people I knew to get to that goal. If you want to get a goal, get around somebody who's going to their goal. If you want to move, get around someone who is moving. Don't get around anybody just sitting around, talking. You'll find most of the folk who do most of the talking are doing very little moving. Get around some folk who moving, not talking. If you want to get to your goal of whatever it is in life that you want to get to. So the first thing is, is big. Think big. Turn to the person, tell them, think big. Think big. See, if you're ever going to do anything big, you got to think big. See, I'm a big thinker. And that doesn't mean that you have to build a billion-dollar business, but it can mean that you need to be out of debt. It could mean that you've got $2,000 in the bank. Think big. See, big is a relative term. It's not an absolute term. It's a relative term. So think big from where you are. First, you think big. That's the first part of the barbecue, the BBQ. Think big. What is a big goal that you've got in mind? What is a big goal? I mean, something that will strain you. It's not impossible, but it's going to strain you. Because anytime God is behind it, he's going to take you out of your comfort zone. Because if it's something you can easily do, you wouldn't need God to do it. If God is in it, he's going to take you out of your comfort zone. It will be a strain for you to get this thing done, but it'll take you to a level that you often couldn't even imagine. So first thing, think big. The second thing is of the BBQ, you have to put this thing in bite-sized chunks. Let me just give you an example. How many of y'all in here can cook real good? You're just real good cooks. Got a lot of people, you're just real good cooks. Well, suppose you wanted to open up a restaurant. That's a big goal. That's a big idea. So if you wanted to open up a restaurant, you would need to, first of all, come up with your big goal. And your big goal would be open a successful restaurant within one year. Then you have to put that thing into bite-sized chunks. Develop a business strategy by June. That's the Q. The Q is the quick. Big 
bite-sized and get started on it. And sometimes after a sermon, you're just all fired up. Oh, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start on it next week. I'm going to start on this thing. I like to wait till the first of the month because I like to start at the first of the month. And what do you think happens by the first of the month? So that's the cue part. That's the quick. When you really made up your mind, and all of the psychological stats point to this, the longer a person waits between the decision and the execution, the less probability it will be done. There's almost this rule called the 60-second rule. When you have a thought, you need to start acting on that thing within 60 seconds. The longer you wait past that 60 seconds, the less and less likely you're going to get this thing done. So big, bite-sized, and quick. So for those of you who can cook, and if you made a big goal, I'm going to open up a restaurant in one year, develop the business strategy quick by June, then decide on a business name by July, obtain financing by August, finalize the location and sign the lease by September, then begin the interior remodel in September, hire the lead chef in October, Develop menus in December, hire and train staff January and February, and have a grand opening March 15th at 6 p.m. That's the way you do it. And when you have it detailed and when you have it outlined, it changes your results. It moves you from the masses from that one time to that tenfold to those 3% who had their stuff specific and written down, and they kept it in front of them. And this is a very simple thing to do, but it's not easy because we have to get out of old habit patterns. And to get out of those old habit patterns, old habits will fight hard to stay there. So it's a point that I can't emphasize enough that you need to be specific and write this stuff down. And you start with those big goals. So even my getting my body in photo muscle shape, that's not the big goal. That's a sub goal. It's a sub goal of me promoting Coach Bronner. So that's all a part of reaching that one million folk. And the reason for that, social media is shallow and fickle. It really is. We have a, a young lady who works at the plant. She's a temp. And she has almost 300,000 followers on Instagram alone. She doesn't say a word. Doesn't write anything that's deep. There's no wisdom. She just look good. And all she does is get on Instagram with some tight clothes and that's all she does and she works back in the plant on the line that's all she does that's it and she has nearly 300,000 followers and I saw with that Sometimes a built body is more than brain. It just is. So it's no need of me fussing about it. Get built. You understand what I mean? Don't be sitting there fussing about the system. That's why people mess up. It just ought not to be like that. It is like that. So don't fuss about the system. Get built. Y'all say get built. get built. So whatever you got to do, start building whatever you need to get where you want to go. So if I have a goal of 10 million followers and I see somebody built not saying a word, getting on, I need to get built. So that's a part of the global goal of understanding. So don't fuss about stuff that are laws. And that's almost a law. 
There's a law that people will still follow the mundane, simple stuff that's not all deep, that's not all high and mighty spiritual. That's why hip-hop and R&B and popular music will always outsell gospel. And that's why it will always outsell classical music by multiples, simply because folk don't go for the deep stuff. They go for the... (laughs) They just do! It's been that way all through history. Beethoven was not popular in his day. That was for the elite. The masses, they weren't listening to Beethoven and Mozart and Chopin. No, they weren't listening to them. That was only a small sliver of folk. Most of them folk were jumping and hopping. So you have got to get built. But you start with your global goal. And the global goal, if I say, I want 10 million followers, then I have to figure, how do I break this thing down? How do I attract the people? How do I get those followers? What do I do to make this thing happen? And that all is a part of setting the goals and getting it specific. So I'm talking today to those 3% who are willing to write specific goals and increase your stuff tenfold of whatever it is. And what I want to offer is this. We will actually print those goals out. If you notice the thing I had about the judge not, condemn not, forgive, It was graphically done, printed out. I want to do that for your goals. And I want to do it for everybody here absolutely free of charge. So what I want you to do is write them out specifically. Write no more than three goals. No more than three, not four. Because you write too many, you're not going to do them. So just no more than three goals. And you send them to us through the contact link at brothersoftheword.com. But don't send them today. You wait until after the next message. Because the next message will be dealing with setting goals for the life you actually want. So listen to the next message before you send them in, but send in your goals. We'll get them printed out for every individual and have them for you. You can just put them in a frame and you can look at those things every day and it will help to change your world. And see, this is stuff that you're going to have to do. We often in the Christian world want God and Jesus just do everything. And we don't want to make any changes. We don't want to do anything. And as a result, there are no changes most of the time that happen. Jesus was like that. In Philippians 4.12, Paul says, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He says, I can do them through Christ who strengthens me. See, often we're praying for God to do it. No, you need to pray for God to strengthen you to do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus set goals. And he had written goals. Let me tell you, over in Mark 9, 12, and you've heard this. Then he answered and told them, indeed, Elijah is coming first and restores all things. And how is it written concerning the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I say to you that Elijah has also come, and they did to him whatever they wished as it is written of him. Jesus says, and how is it written concerning the Son of Man? So he said, both with me and with Elijah, it was written. The plan for my life was already written. And he told this must be, for it is written. And I ask you the question, what have you written for your life? If someone asks you what is written, what are you going to say? The closer you know that answer, the more likely you will reach whatever goal you have set for you. So what is written for your life? What have you written down? What are you looking at every day? So the challenge is 
between this message and the next message for you to start thinking, and I want as many people as want to, but at least at 3%. Now, 3% is not a whole lot, but 3% can change the world. And if I can get 3% to make those changes and to write those goals down, you start seeing that stuff happen in your world. When you write those goals down, there's something about it that changes your world. And when you look at it and you see it day by day by day, it'll start energizing you. And it'll take you to your goal and it'll take you away from distractions. Write it down. And you'll be able to say when people say, hey, hey, come on and go out with me to this club. No, I can't go because it is written. It is written. It is written that this is what I shall do. This is my goal. It is written. See, it is written. I can't do that. If I do that, it's going to take me away from my destiny. It's going to take me away from what I have set to do. It is written. Hey, you want a piece of this cake? I can't do that. You see that? It is written. This is where my body is. It is written. It makes a difference just as Jesus was able to tell the people this must be because it is written. And often we have nothing written in our lives. We have no goals that are specific. We're just blown with the wind and we follow the crowd. And I will tell you, the crowd has never gone to a good place. So if you want to go to something separate, if you want to be that remnant, if you want to be above and beyond, if you want to be full of joy, the crowd is not full of joy. The church is not full of joy. So if you want to be full of joy, you got to be separate. The church is not in shape. So if you want to be in shape, you got to be separate. The church is not financially sound. So if you want to be financially sound, you got to be separate. The church's relationships are not together. So if you want your relationship built, you got to be different. So you have to even set that goal. Set the goal. I want a happy, fulfilled relationship, such and such. So when somebody doesn't look, it is written. I want a happy, fulfilled relationship, and you not that. So when it is written... It will not only take you to where you are supposed to go, it will keep you from going where you're not supposed to go. And when people ask you about some things, you'll be able to pull immediately because you just looked at it that morning and you know it is written. And I want all of us to get ready to just go to another level, another level. We can do this thing and all of us can go beyond where we are. Even when we're content and we're happy, and I'm happy about life, but I'm not where I could be, and I'm not where God's destiny has me. Because I just believe as a child of God, how many of y'all have children? How many of y'all want your children just beyond where they are right now? I mean, how many of y'all want your children beyond, and how many of y'all want your children happy and fulfilled? Yeah, that's why Jesus said, look, if you all feel that way about your children, what do you think God feels about his children? So I've got a God who wants me beyond where I am, and I believe that. So if that is your father, why do you think he wants you where you are? He wants you beyond, and he wants you moving forward and moving up and higher and closer to him. And I just believe God wants us to have the best of everything in life. But to do that, it needs to be written. It needs to be written. If he had it written with his son, he needs it written with his children. So we're going to get prepared to write those goals. And by the time we just finish with this third message in this series, we're going to have something written. For those of you who want to make the change, now I'm not going to force anybody. I'm not going to check anybody. That's up to you because I have enough trouble with myself. I'm concerned about you, but I ain't got time to babysit you. I got enough trouble with myself. I really do. Now, see, Elijah may be straight, but I got enough trouble with myself staying on track. So I'm going to give you the wisdom. 
I'm going to give you the guidelines. We'll make the resources available where we will literally print out your goals where you can have them beautiful and you can put them in a frame and look at them every day. But it's going to be up to you to figure out where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And you're not too old. Some of you thinking in your head, I'm too old, Pastor. I'm too old making it. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. As long as you got breath in your body, you are not too old. And you still have a lot of life. And how much life you got left and you depends on you. It really, really does. So our mentality of what we can do and what we can be is up to us. But it needs to be written. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com, listen to the entire series called Success Forces Absolutely Free. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, and amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part two of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled Barbecue Goals by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5793, that's 5793, to listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 5793 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the-